TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. All right, good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number two, let's head down or over to uh, Venice, Louisiana and check in with Captain Mike Jeffcoat this morning. RJ's hunting and fishing. Mike, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning. You, Mickey, how are you, sir? I'm okay. It's all right. It's all good. I'm, just, I'm wore out already. <laughs> are you? <laughs> Getting old, buddy. <laughs> the old yep. man's knocking yeah. on the door. <laughs> just yesterday was just crazy and, you know had to worry about that weather coming and what time about, did all that know, weather dog. get over there um it's crazy that stuff run up on top of us about ten thirty, yeah. and we pulled everybody pulled the plug so i mean it had purple in it you know what we could see on radar and stuff and which we had done caught them. We had a we had a really good morning, and uh, we get back to Marina, get sprinkled on, load the boat up, get back to camp, and uh, that stuff just kept falling further south down there, and went across the end of the boot, and never got a drop of rain in camp. How about that? That's crazy. So, but like I said, customers happy. Because we had a box full. Matter of fact, we. We were just about to the point we couldn't put another fish in the box. So, goodness, you know, I got on them trout first thing, and I think we had forty of them, and moved off of them. Well, they that tide kind of hit the top side, and they quit biting. And that's well, you know, start pulling a little bit. I think we can catch them redfish. So we went caught redfish, black drum, caught one flounder. Didn't catch no sheephead though. That was surprising. Well, I'm surprised too. They're probably not even left. No, <laughs> it might not be. You're right. They might not be. Jeff Phillips and his crew ate them all in New Orleans the other night. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he sent me that text. I said I can't believe it. Yeah. And uh, he said that waiter told him they come from Venice too. Venice sheephead, man. Yeah. A treat. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of commercial fishermen down here that fishing for them. They fish for them at night, though. Do they? Yeah. So they can't pole them. Really? Yes, sir. Like the old tuna got, boats. We've got a guy, a young guy down here now that uh, he was a deckhand offshore for a few years, and he's really got into them sheep. I mean, them uh, triple tail. And he's got two cane poles that he fishes triple tail with. Right. And I mean, they're oh, they're probably at least 16 foot. I mean, big, thick bamboo. and mm-hmm. They ain't a cane pole. They're bamboo. So. Right. 
But I can only imagine. I hadn't got to see him. I'm going to catch him one day. I see him out there. I'm going to go watch him. I want to see him catching them triple tail on that game boat. Right. So it's got to be a battle. But I know what he's doing. He's probably got his motors running, and as soon as they hook up on them, they keep back some out of there. So. Yeah. It'd be the only way, because he ain't going to stop against that rig and, and fight that triple tail with game boat. Ain't no way. Mm-hmm. You know, so... But, well, I noticed Louisiana made another limit change. Oh yeah, where on at? Uh, on Ling on Cobia uh, yeah. Thursday on the twentieth, a uh, recreational and commercial Cobia bag limits. Uh, they had a decrease from the current two fish daily bag limit to one fish daily per person, and additionally, a two fish per vessel. Or per day limit is established regardless of the number of trips, both wrecks and commercial harvest, and the size it'll, it'll still remain at 36 inches. And uh, these reductions are already in effect in federal waters. These limits will be consistent across the state and federal waters now with Louisiana. And uh, it says in 2022, NOAA, through the Gulf Council, uh, changed the regulations for cobia and federal Gulf waters in the most recent Southeast data assessment and review population assessment for Gulf of Mexico migratory group cobia. That's update 38 showed the stock was not now. Now you listen to this carefully when I read it to you showed that the stock was not overfished, but was undergoing overfishing. And the reduction in annual catch limits is needed to address overfishing, but it was not overfished. <laughs> Do you see what you hear? What that said? I heard exactly what it said. You know, and that's, it showed you know, the stock was not overfished, but was undergoing overfishing, and the reduction in annual catch limits is needed to address overfishing. <laughs> I could. I don't know how they word this stuff. That's crazy. Oh, I mean, they. Don't even want to go there. You know, in one fish, or as in Louisiana, in my opinion, that didn't need no governing, it's Govia. You know, they want to let us kill 25 trout, Mm -hmm. 12 inches long. They want to talk about it, but they ain't done nothing about it. And I don't understand that. (laughs) No, it it just don't make no sense. You know, I watched yesterday because, like I said, the whole fleet come in about the same time. And I was, you know, unloading their fish. And me and maybe three other boats is the only one that had trout. Right. And uh, rest, you know, I mean, the rest of the boats all had redfish. That's all they had. You know, sheephead and some drone, maybe. Right. But uh, I just, you know, don't understand it. You know, makes no sense whatsoever. So, you know, it's just like our flounder. You know, they wanted to jump on us last year. The most epic flounder bite we've had in probably 30 years down here. And you shut us down when there was just flounder everywhere. And right. everybody's talking about it right now. They're catching flounder right now. I mean, we're not even targeting them. You know, but we're catching them. So there's no shortage of flounder. I just, I don't know how these, I don't know where they're getting their information from. You know, I don't see the biologists here or anything else. I'm not getting phone calls from biologists. You know, the last few years, it was every day I was getting a phone call or a text or an email about what I'd done that day. Right. But I'm not seeing it now. So I don't know what's going on. But what's, I don't understand what's going on in the whole world, so here no, we are. You get that figured out, let me know. I'm confused exactly. also. You know, I paid three twenty-three for diesel when I left the other day to come back in Texas, mm-hmm. and it's anywhere from three ninety-nine to 450 here in Louisiana. Goodness. So we're back to four seventy-two on fuel at the dock. So, my people are here right now. They're from Austin. 
and they paid uh, three nineteen when they left Austin. And they ain't no factories around Austin. No. I mean, refineries, you know, no. so, uh, you know, and the excuse down here, well, transportation, what gets us down here? And it's 40 miles up there to that refinery. <laughs> yeah. So it's just excuses. So. Well, it's, uh, well, summer's coming, and we can expect Oh, well, I understand that, and that's always, yeah, and it always does. But come on. Well, I think the Saudis cut their production, too. Oh, well, we shouldn't be depending on them anyhow. We should Well, we shouldn't, but we are, and it's, you know, it's the pickle we're in, and it's uh, costing average Joe a lot more to more to operate basically commercial you know the ones that depend on it they have to have it to make their living cost me $159 just to go fish yeah there you go there you go 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 figure that up you know and I don't know and there's some of these guys down here they're charging their customers fuel only and showing it just, you know, I've always uh, heard that over there that, uh, you know, when you go, you you got to top off their tank when you get in and pay for your fish to be clean and all that and uh, just added expense. We just roll everything in one tab, you know. Right. Understandable. We don't, we don't separate it. We just clean their catch for them when we get in. And of course, we yeah, don't have to clean near as many fish as you guys no, do now. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> Five, five, and five, buddy. Yeah, five, three, and five. Yeah. Actually, I'd still be cleaning fish probably this morning if I had clean all that. (laughs) (laughs) Or, but, uh, hey, they can just keep bringing them them boxes of trout to me and I'll keep knocking them out. But boy, when they go throwing boxes of redfish up, I'm out of here. I'm gone. I ain't got no problem. I ain't got no problem cleaning trout. Redfish, I'm out. Nope. I am too. That's... Especially, you know, them yesterday we was catching, I mean, they were all anywhere from 25 to 30 inches. Yeah. And, you know, them big hammers are hard. They're tough to clean. <laughs> yeah, they are. You just got to get through the scales is the first step. So. Yeah, and then, then you got them toothpick bones on the, the attach yeah. a rib cage to the spine that you got to cut through. Yep. Uh, rough fish, what the old timers called them. Man, I'm tired of cleaning yep. rough fish. <laughs> yep. Ain't no way my hands could take it anymore. But that's a good problem to have. Tired of cleaning fish. Yeah, it is. Yeah, good and, you know, problem. we caught, there was several of us. We hung out for, I don't know, 30 minutes watching that weather get closer and closer, which never did do, but we all finally left, but we was all talking about it. I'm, I am shocked at the amount of redfish you are. And it seems like that you can just, you see a mullet jump on a point, just stop. Because they're there. Just one mullet I mean, jump, I, you can pull in and get yeah, them. That's crazy. Get them. That's crazy. Isn't it? And the place I caught them yesterday, never fished my life. I just, we left them trout, I idled across the little old pocket to some points that I generally fished. I didn't get no bites. I didn't feel it when I pulled up there. You know, there just wasn't no activity. And I looked down the bank down there, and there was a little old point sticking out that I'd never fished. And I got on trouble motor, and we fished down there to it. And we stopped and caught a black drum, and well, puppy drum. And I said, we're going to get this a minute, guys. You know, I seen one ball up against the cane, and I said, somebody needs to over there. They throwed over there and caught one about 30 inches long. and Got that done, and we kept fishing there for a minute, and I throw, I said, y'all ain't getting up there close enough. I said, try to hit right here where I'm going to throw. I throw it up there against it. And one of them throw two, landed right on top of my cork. I said, geez, one of the most snugglers, huh? By the time my cork went on, <laughs> I set the hook, and I said, hurry, reel. You, you're going to get tangled up in me. And he went to reeling, and 
I said, crap, we're hung up. I mean, we're tangled up. He said, I don't think so, Captain. My fish going the other way. And sure enough, he had a fish on too. And we didn't get tangled up. And how we didn't get tangled up. Yeah, I call him snuggler. Likes to cuddle. (laughs) Yeah, cuddle up. So, but uh, it's it's interesting right now. So, and uh, these things, and we was talking about it yesterday too. A lot of the guys are are trying to fish against the bank, and then fish are they're not against. They were on that point, but. Nine times out of ten, them fish are out there where that stubble, where that bank used to be. Right. I mean, I had a boat you know, a week or so ago. You know, I was way off the point. I mean, hundred yards. He got between you and the point. Well, he motored across it with a oh. big motor. I got on radio and said, "Dude, what are you doing?" Well, I'm chasing these bulls. I said, "Well, the bulls are out here where I'm at." I said, and you just run right across the top of all everything we was doing. And I apologize. I said, well, don't but these young I mean, guys, they don't understand. They don't yeah, understand. That that you insults know, me you, more when they apologize for their stupidity than it does they just drive on off, you know. Yeah. They know, you know what they and, did. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I just watched my machine, my, my machine you know, and – some of my customers that are savvy enough, they said, wasn't there land supposed to be right here where we're sitting? I said, yeah, it used to be right here. I right. Said, you know, they ain't updated nothing, which I'm glad to have it, you know, because that's where they're at. You know, that stubble is still down there. And like them trout, man, them trout, I mean, I was sitting on pure yellow yesterday and got in the back of the boat. He said, was this land at one time? I said, it used to be, yeah. I said, but it's stubble still down there, and that's where them trout are. Right. And so it's, uh, you know, got to use your head a little bit. But yeah, if you know, That's you like know. running. That's like running. Whoever who sat beside me when I'm running, they said, yep, you better run across that land. I said, there ain't no land. You see any land? I said, there ain't no land. It used to be land, but. Yeah, we, yeah, we uh. We don't look at the GPS when we're running. We look at the water. <laughs> yep. So, but it's You'd all You'd be good. surprised how many people operate a boat and they never take their eyes off that GPS. <laughs> oh, I guarantee They're going from point A to point B. If there's anything in the way, they're just going to run over it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Only thing I do when I'm coming back, I'll pan out on mine so I can get the shorty route to get to exactly. where I'm going. That's the way I do it. Because down here, you know, I'm always coming back in a pass, so I want to get to that pass as quick as I can, as straight as I can. And right. Especially $5 gallon gasoline. So I heard that. So, but. All right, buddy. Well, Mike, what's have a good weekend. World. I'm glad that I hate to hear you say that. What's that? I hate to hear you say have a good weekend because now Why? i got to get up and go work. Well, that's that's a good weekend. Make you yeah. some money. Yeah, Earn you. some of that good fuel. All right, buddy. I know. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you, give them a number, man. 832-338-9376. Catch us on the web at RJ's Unintentioned. All right, bud. Mike, be safe out there. Catch him up, brother. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Later. Man. All right. That's Captain Mike Jeffcoat down in Louisiana, Venice, Louisiana. And it's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 522. Let's run down Tiki Island Way. Let's check in with the with the man, Captain James Plog. Little Rat, what is up? Hey, man, what up? Oh, not a lot, brother. What are you up to this morning? Man, it's kind of cool again. Yeah, <clears throat> it is. Oh, I ain't doing nothing, man. Yeah, it's uh I looked at the jetties, man, it was blowing like twenty five, gusting to twenty eight. Yeah, it's it's cranking. It's getting, it's getting it. it. Yeah, it is. Well, these fronts well, this probably is what we be... were supposed to get yesterday and then wake up to a due east wind this morning. But they kinda they kinda missed that one. Oh man, they bounced this thing around. So <laughs> my guys, uh Actually, Brian ended up was just going by himself. I don't, I don't think his guys could go. And I was coming back home Thursday. We fished late Thursday. And uh, I just assumed it was south, southwest, and then the front comes. I just worked about, you know, I wasn't worried. Like, man, I better put in somewhere where, you know, when it, when, a, when a storm said, I, I, I can, you know, at least be kind of close. Right, and then I looked the the forecast. I said, "Man, that ain't nothing about no south or southwest." They had it easy, like fifteen to twenty knots. Yeah, I'm like, man, I ain't I ain't gonna work. So anyway, we ended up not going. Of course, it was terrible yesterday morning. I felt perfect, <clears throat> so I left and went to the gym, and I was there for a while, maybe like an hour or whatever. Anyway, I'm coming home. I said, man, it got kind of nice, and I got close to the house, and it was like nice and i looked at the weather and then it then they showed it being like nothing at one point in time going to like zero yeah <laughs> so i called brian i said hey come on man we need to go right now he said, well, hang on i think I, i'll schedule some work stuff so anyway he couldn't go so i called kenny i said come on man i'm already ready to go because i thought i was going anyway and as far as just a pretty day that's the prettiest day i've seen in a long time i know it and I don't know how much rain Galveston got, Mickey, and that thing. We had you know, that one storm about 1 o'clock, and then that stuff from the north came. Anyway, I was getting ready to leave. I listened to one of my old neighbors over here telling this other dude over here. He, I guess he said he's got a rain gauge. He said something about four inches. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. I mean, it got it on. Yeah, I had so three at my house. Okay, well then maybe he's right because it yeah. it got it on. It rained, man, and it was already wet. Yeah, it was already wet. So anyway, the bay was kind of beat up, and I went just to go. I went to go look at stuff. I went. I fished places I ain't been since last year, and uh, didn't lean on nothing. We just went and checked it and, and was fishing everywhere we went. I didn't stay. You know, the bite's really in the morning. You know, we're out there jacking around at whatever time it was. I don't think we left till like, what, 10, 15 or something. Yeah. So, you know, you got to figure whatever bites you got. You fishing when it's a terrible time. There's a little outgoing tide, which may have been from the, you know, the water or whatever. But, you know, we'd catch a couple and get some bites or get 10 or 12 bites. Man, let's go. There's some fish here. You hit it when it's right, you may catch them. So that's all we did. And it was beautiful. And then uh, we stuck. Kenny caught a couple fish the other day at a really stupid spot. That's a terrible spot. He sent me a picture. I said, man, where did you catch that fish at? And he told me they were drifting around. I said, man, we need to go wade that thing. Anyway, I had one. I think he weighed five, two, five. I mean, a nice fish. So we're coming home here. It's like five o'clock. I said, man, let's stop in there and get out. We stopped in there and got out. I walked in this little reef and. I said, hey, man, I just had a bite. It was a pretty good fish. 
not fish, fish, fish. And then I catch one about five and a half, five, five and a half. Good fish, you know, 25-inch fish. I got the good one right there. We just keep fishing, fishing. I ain't catch nothing for a long time. And I missed one on a spot. I missed another one. There's a few good ones right here. Now, 10 minutes later, I caught that fish. I sent you a picture of That was a real one right there. Yeah, that was nice. That fish. was a real one. And that was like 530. And this little old place, and there ain't many fish on it. You know, you ain't going to go catch a bunch of them. But there's some good ones right there. I was just laughing. I said, man. I said, I knew if y'all caught one in here drifting that boat over the top of this stuff, it's got to be pretty good. Right. <laughs> and, of course, you know, Mickey, there wasn't no bite. So, you know, you, you some good ones there. Yeah, for sure, some real ones. And he went right by the boat. I said, well, let's take a picture of this fish. But he wasn't hooked bad. And uh, we what just was that bait there. you were throwing at bone topwater? What was that? A it's a little walk? old. It's a little old white baby skitter walk, a solid yeah. white one. <clears throat> and, you know, I don't really care about that color, Mickey. I know, you know, the, the we used to crush them on that. Uh, what was that bait you used to throw all the time? We caught them on that fire tiger. Yeah. Really, it's more that I can see the bait. You know, I don't know what it looks like to a fish. I don't know underneath the color matters, but I need something that I can see on the water that I'm working. You know, well, that's, that's why we threw bone so much and chartreuse and all you, that because in pink, you, you can see stay it. visible with it. Watch it. Exactly. And I was thrown into the sun when that fish hit. I can't even see my bait. I just kept telling Kenny, I said, man, I can't see nothing. The sun's right in my face. So I just think I'm working my whole right. And the fish never, it wasn't no blow-up deal. He just, I just got tight. Like, man, I got something. Yeah, he just sucked. He gliding around. Yeah, yeah and I was gliding right there. So, man, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty <laughs> good one right there. <laughs> so it, it was good. But I think fishing would have been good, Mickey. We just stayed fishing somewhere. We just didn't stay very long. But I <clears throat> needed to check on some stuff that you can do coming up this right. week. We got pretty wicked wind this i mean it's gonna be it don't look too friendly the rest of the week <clears throat> maybe till wednesday and then thursday you know fishing was kind of good mickey the trout fishing wasn't very good we caught i think we caught maybe seven biggest one about four and a half nice trout yeah. they were all nice but not many trout bites and the redfish just ate us up i mean the red oh, i mean yeah, Sydney, they don't care nothing about cat well sydney really i think is a closet redfish but i think he really likes them a closet but, uh, red fisherman. <laughs> yeah, I think he's old closet red. <laughs> Hadn't fella. heard that one. And I think we caught, man, I don't know. We caught 11 or 12 reds, all like, you know, big keeper reds. And, and I got out to check this flat, and when I pulled up there, there's a school of reds swimming around. There's some turns on them. And they're just right there. You know, nobody wants to fish for them. <laughs> so we just pull up there. They kind of move a little bit because I pulled the boat real close to them. We got out. It's like knee deep water, and we're wandering around out there. We don't catch no trout. I watch them redfish. They swim out deep, and here they come back. And I said, you know, then they they you can just watch them swim. They're just swimming on top of water. So I'm walking back to the boat, throwing pop water in the wind. It's blowing like eighteen twenty. It's rough. Well, they swam right by me, and I reeled in and put my Blue on my reel. I said, I ain't throwing. But they're right there. And the little old brownies are pretty good size. I mean, they're bigger than what I thought they would be. Yeah. I couldn't stand it. And I threw that top water in there. There were like five or six of them trying to get it. And I'm really trying to get it away from them. And then one of them finally eats it. So now I got a fool with him. And then they go by me and they swam out there by Sid. And they couldn't stand it either. They tell me they don't want to catch them red. I turn around and watch all of them throwing that school of red. I'm going, oh, no, man. <laughs> I think Freddie was on when they caught one. He <laughs> said, so how big is that redfish, Freddie? He said, the tournament red. He's like 27 and a half, weighs like eight and a half pounds. Yeah. And then go. we didn't get no, man, we didn't catch nothing for a long time. I went check something else, beautiful place, nothing, nothing, nothing. And, I, and Johnny and I were standing right there together. I finally had a bite on the top water. I couldn't tell how big the fish was. I just had a bite. And Johnny threw right behind me and caught a and caught the fish, or a fish, another fish, whatever. And the fish was nice, about three and a half, four pounds. And that's the only bite we had there. We stayed like two hours. It was terrible. They're there. They just nothing biting. Yeah. And then I don't think we had many more bites till about three o'clock. We caught like two more reds. And we missed a couple of trout. I think we caught another one about 
17 inches on the top water. But the afternoon bite wasn't wasn't no good. And I think I should have just stayed right where I was at, but it got rough, man. The wind was breaking in there, and it was it, yeah. it got rough. And then I looked at my boat and I said, man, I better go put it off the bow. I'm gonna sink right here too. And there's some good trout there. I probably should have just stayed and just gutted it out. But it blew pretty hard, man. And it wasn't south either. It's supposed to be south. And as soon as the sun come up, it turned around and got a lot of east in it. Actually, it's probably east southeast more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But man, the red fishing this year. I mean, we, you know, me, we really don't fish for them. But they, you know, the red fish have been pretty good. Oh, we caught a flounder. We catch us some flounders. Then I went waited somewhere yesterday. I ain't never been in my life, <laughs> and I think it's going to be good. We didn't catch nothing. But I think it's going to be a killer, man. That sounds like something prior moves, say. <laughs> well, it ain't like good. the old days. Yeah, remember, we could drive around, and the slicks would show you wherever it's at. If it's a place you ain't never waited, them slicks are there. Let's get out. They're there. But nowadays, you just got to get out and hope you don't drown, and maybe there'll be something there. I don't know. Yeah, people <laughs> don't realize how many fish you have to have for a lot of, you know, a lot of prevalence of slicks everywhere. I mean, it takes ain't a lot no of slicks to do that. Ain't no slicks nowhere, Mickey. You know that fish, Johnny? I tell you what, I went to pick them up, and I was a long ways. And it's just a, it's a shallow flat with some little guts. It's a really good spot. And there should be a lot of fish there. And there might be. I may have just missed the bite. But anyway, I idled that whole thing purposely just to go pick them up, see what I would spook up. Right. Nothing. And then as soon as I pulled up to Johnny and Sid, Sid had just caught a flounder but some time ago, and I pulled up to Johnny right in front of him. Boom, spook slick. I said, look at that, Johnny. You was throwing it one. Right. But one slick, one. Right. So, you know, that that, that Hansel and Gretel days, how you and I used to drive around. We were, yeah, the old Hansel and Gretel days. That's, those, uh, it's all changed, <laughs> hasn't it? Hey, we would have, man, there's two or three slicks right there. You tell me. I wouldn't even pull in unless good. 15 or 20 of them, man. <laughs> hey, then we go down the road and said, okay, now this is what we're looking for right here. <clears throat> and uh, and even the shorelines, you know, how many places to, to show you to get out. Man, it's a lot of trial and error, bro. That's why I, spend, I, I walk so many miles because if you don't, you ain't never going to fish. You can't get somewhere. You know, there's nothing to show you nothing, so you just get out and, right. like I always tell you, it's about 15, 20, 30 minutes, that's tops, and we ain't done nothing or seen nothing by then, we got to go. Exactly. And I got to right, go let me, a lot. Let me knock this break out right quick, James. <laughs> Hang on. Hold that thought. I'll be right back at you, buddy. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Onyx PFDs, you know, approximately 70% of all fatal boating accident victims drown. And now that 70%, 87% of them were not wearing a personal flotation device. A PFD, it's like wearing a seatbelt. It's the biggest safety feature. It's proven to save your life. And the Onyx AM24, it's the one I wear. And it's very comfortable. And it's convertible from automatic to manual or manual only inflation it has a low profile design it keeps you comfortable especially in hot weather and it has a soft neoprene neckline that won't rub you raw when you're moving from spot to spot in rough water and the durable ripstop fabric it resists tears and punctures and inflatable pfds are not recommended for children or non-swimmers but onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation for more information Visit onyxoutdoor.com, or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should, too. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 539 here in the Bayou City. All right, James, we're back, man. All right, buddy. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking, you know, where we catch all our nice fish nowadays, which is not a lot of, but we catch some, is it's all places like this little place that we fish here. They're all stupid places. It's places that nobody goes. Well, that's you know, it's not there. A, <laughs> yeah, it's not a, you know, it's not a 
common spot. Now, you know, with the at the regular places, there's there's decent fish, but in my brain, I just don't think you're going to go there and catch a, you know, a really big fish. It's hard enough to catch a really big one anyway. But I think about all winter and the, the, all the waiting we've done this spring and stuff. The places that we catch the good ones are just they're places that nobody goes. It's just a stupid area. And, it, and that's know, what I've noticed not, the last three, four, five years is all the beaten paths are where you just don't ever catch them anymore. No, you don't. And all your little nook. It's, it's really nook and cranny fishing now. Oh, it is. He's a baby spot. uh, Nobody ever fishes, and you've never fished, and uh, you stumble up on a few good fish like that. It's little places, Mickey, and they're small spots. There's there's not schools, you know, and and if it ain't, you know. Yeah, and if it's not that, it's deep water, you know, that Mm -hmm. number one, they're hard to catch, and number two, people just, just don't go. But the numbers of fish for April, you know, April's usually crappy. Me and you, you know, I know. Everybody We've had tell y'all terrible you about April's it. in the past, buddy. Exactly. And this April right here, I mean, I ain't crushing them, man. I ain't catching forty, fifty a day. But overall, fishing's been pretty good. <clears throat> it really has. And when I caught them fish the other day, Wednesday, I didn't even go back, and that was good fishing as far as just fishing and catching stuff. It was good. But I didn't even I didn't even go back over there, so <clears throat> I don't know if it's any good or not. It may not be good two days in a row, but overall, it's it's decent fishing. Well, it's hard uh, to back to back them this time of year, you know, in the same place two days in a row. Some days you can you know you can get by with it, but for the most part, it's uh, lights out one I, day and then pick and pack the next. You know, I ain't had but uh, maybe two days. And actually, it wasn't two consecutive days. It was a Monday, and we and we we smoked them. And then the Tuesday, I don't know what happened. My guys didn't go, so I didn't go. So it was back to back trips, but it wasn't back to back days. And then that Wednesday, it was pretty good. It wasn't quite as good, but it was good. Same spot, same deal. You just get the mm. same trap, and it was good. And that's the only two days that I can think about that was like, okay, this is good. Because most of the time, I don't even go back to the same place the next day. I, I don't even go because I'm like, man, I'm sure enough. We go over there, and I said, okay, we're going to start here. It was really good yesterday. You catch like two. Now you got to leave. I said, man, I knew better to come do this. Go do something else. But I got plenty of places got a few fish. I don't know. But I don't know. And these fish will slick. Making when you catch them, they slick. You hook them. But just letting them show you where they're at, I don't know if they're scared they ain't going to find nothing else to eat or what's wrong with them. But, you know, you can't even get no spook slicks. You can get a boat all over where you're fishing. It's nothing. Right. So, I don't know. We got a big old shad factory is all we are. You think they'd be, think they'd be slicking. Well, they usually do. You know, when they're eating all that shad, they're just full of all that oily content. Whether it's a poop slick or a regular throw up slick, yeah, just something. Show me where something. Show me where something's at, and you know, right now we were there in the dark Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, and man, the baits up, the mullets there. I mean, it's big time. Looks really good. I said, man, we put to light them up. And we wasn't catching much, and when that sun peaked up and it got just a little bit above the horizon where it was turning to daylight, mm-hmm. it was just like. Everything went to sleep for the rest of the day. I mean, you see a mullet here or there. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it was lit up, man. It's going off. You can tell fish are in there moving. I mean, it's – it's. Johnny yeah. says, man, this is killer. And that sun come up, everything went to bed, buddy. And that was, you, you just soon been fishing in the bathtub. The rest of the day, it didn't change the rest of the day it looked like that. Well, there's a lot of, a lot of trout being caught at night right now. I think the nighttime may be, you know, well, you and I both nights probably the night is really time what's is the going. right time. <laughs> exactly. I ain't even checking on these lights. I don't mean I don't know if anybody's even got them on here anymore. But I kind of watch these canals, and see what's going on, with, you know, with the well, trout. A lot of these younger guys that are running those night trips, waiting or catching some really nice fish, doing that. Well, I... Some pier fishermen are catching them. 
Yeah, they catch them in the bow, you know, and they catch them in the offense. I, I, they catch them on them piers over there at night pretty good. There's some, there's some, there's some, yeah, there's some pretty good ones too. But, man, I got to sleep at night. I ain't waiting around out there at night. Yeah, it's hard to do both, fish all day Dang. and fish all night. It's uh, I've tried that. It doesn't work out too well. It don't work. You talking about. Man's just got to go home and just go to bed and die, you know. Yeah, people ask me about, but about fishing at night, I man, I'm going to sleep at night. <laughs> I'm done. But <laughs> it used to be fun, sleeping. you know, in the old Yeah, in the old days, we, you know, go about 5 o'clock and fish till about, what, 9 or 10? You know, that yeah. was, you, you can do that, but you've got to stay on that pattern. You can't, you can't be popping yeah, you around. you can go do that one night and then turn around and run a daylight trip the next day, and you know, it just doesn't work out. No, it don't work, dude. It's dead. Can't do it. I mean, if you're 22 years old, you probably can, but not yeah. our age. No. <laughs> I'm lucky to get out of bed, get going. Well, I'm telling you, it's just, uh, <laughs> just getting your clothes on in the mornings can be an accomplishment for an old man. Hey, man, you ready? Once you make that day, you make that part of it, you're ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> About three weeks ago, I got up one morning. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't when I was doing radio. It was one of my off days, and I went to slide my right leg into my pants and uh, got all hung up, and I ended up on the bedroom floor, and Rhonda come running there and goes, what was that noise? I said, that was me hitting the floor. <laughs> you fell over? Come yeah, on, man. I fell over. Got all hung up, man, and I lost my balance. Hey, I got the last. At least my Sid. bones are still good. I didn't break anything. Yeah, you didn't break nothing. <laughs> Sid is Sid seventy, and he's in really good shape. But he's seventy, yeah. so I run into him fishing on Wednesday. I can well, vouch done, for that. Yeah, he done tripped on a he done tripped on a crab trap. And he's wet. I said, "Oh go home, man, this this fishing ain't that good to be wet." He said, "Yeah, I'm fixing to go." So he got to telling me a story, like. Four days before that, or, or a week before that, him and Freddie was leaving the dike or something, and Sid's telling him some kind of story about pickleball. He plays pickleball. And he's being all, however you say it, trying to show Freddie how you hit the ball and stuff. He falls out of the boat out of the middle of the ship jam. I said, are you serious? <laughs> I said, come on, man. You're in trouble. <laughs> you're getting too old. He's playing he pickleball? Just, yeah, well, he was showing Freddie how you do it. Right. He just went over the side. I said, you got to be kidding me, dude. Boy. That was pretty funny. I said, I ain't tripping on no crab traps, and I ain't falling out of my boat yet. He well, said, yeah, I stumped my will. toe on an old tire on the bottom over in East Bay about eight or ten years ago. Tony and David then were fishing with me, and we ran over there to make an afternoon wade over there by the rat and all that, and they're lined up down there. They're catching a few. I said, well, I'm going to go back and get the boat, and we'll start our journey back to back home. And I was cruising right along, had my old, you know how you put your rod behind your neck and got your hands yeah. up. And man, I'm trucking down that shoreline going to get the boat, and I stumped my toe on a uh, on an old tire laying on the bottom, and I went in head first. And my oh, rod no. went one way, I went the other, and uh, – Soaking wet, no extra change of clothes. I had to ride back wet all the way. I froze to death coming back home. That's and, so miserable. Uh, I hate being wet. I fell I in and got the shoe. The last time I fell in, I was dragging Chuck Cook, Chuck Cook's fish. I told him we hit him in the mouth of that bow right there. And I said, "Man, that fish is ten pounds." Matthew Zander with me and Chuck Cook. I said, "Give me that fish. I'm going to go away and take my stringer." We were stroking them, man, big ones. We didn't catch for like 12 when this front hits. Anyway, I got his fish on my stringer, and I'm walking back to the boat. It's cold, bro. This is like in February. It ain't, it's I February, remember that. Like he, he caught that on a catch 2000, didn't he? On a catch 2000 to mouth yep. that bow. So I'm. this is the year. Okay, it had been so Rita come that summer, like September, whenever Rita was. It was right. that winter. And I tripped on a piece of house or something, buddy. Just like you. I didn't let go of my rod because I had it stuck underneath my arm. I went head first, both hands, and the oh, rod and reel and everything went down in that mud, and I'm full of water. Oh. I'm like, man, this ain't good. Because so I get back to the boat, wait to fish. The fish weighs 10 3. Well, I picked Matthew and them up. I said, dude, I'm going to the truck to get some clothes. 
I'm done with this. So I take them over there in that corner by uh, West Cove. Right. Between West Cove and that Tesco cut. I said, look, y'all, because the front had hit. Y'all get out here, and I'm going to go change clothes. So I'll, and all I got is a pair of jogs. I ain't got nothing, but I do have some dry stuff. So I come back, imagine them, and they're stroking them. Why? Well, I, I ain't got no new waiters. I'm full. I ain't getting out. So I'm out there talking on the phone to Robbie out there at them wells. And I'm drifting around, and I'm casting. Well, I catch a fish. Look at me, Robbie. I've got a fish about two pounds. I really, man, I throw back out there. I catch another one. I said, dude, I got to go. I think I got them out here. And I'm out there drifting in front of them and them whales just crushing them while they're in there on the bank crushing them. Big ones, though. I was catching just two pounds. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. But I carry me a ditch bag in the truck. Now, I do have a ditch bag in the truck if I can get back to it. <clears throat> get me some something dry. I hate yeah. falling in. I hate getting wet. I fell in with you when I was a kid. I was about 19 years old. We were waiting on East Shoreline. Remember, I got out and I tripped on a log about the first two minutes we were there. Oh. And full of water. Remember that? And we got in at dark. Yeah, we fished all day wet. I told Sydney, Sydney's low waders was leaking from the crab trap on Thursday. I said, man, why, why don't you go buy some new ones? I said, if I was wet, we'd be going in. Y'all's trip would be terminated. I ain't sitting out here wet. I'm going. And once I get miserable, wet, and cold like that, I just I can't focus anymore. I just I don't even want to be out there. It's no good, Mick. We spent so much time with bad equipment, cheap slickers, and cheap waders, and remember being all the wet. garbage hey. we used to have to wear, man. <laughs> hey, remember I'd buy them old cheap slickers and put some duct tape on those holes and little air vents so the water wouldn't come in there. Yeah, you wade out deep, and those air vents under the arms and everything they'd let water in. Yeah. Hey, there like, wasn't no good Looked like Big man. Bird out there waiting a yellow slicker. Oh, everybody had yellow slickers. Pete had them. Orange I remember Pete. Had he looked slickers. like Big Bird. <laughs> Big Bird. That was on Sesame Street, wasn't it? Sesame Street, Pete. <laughs> Pete had the, the yellow slicker and them gray light waiters. Boy, gray, light gray light waiters. Well, you and hey, I those, hey, that pair of gray lights is still hanging up in his garage. I said, why don't you just throw them away? They're done. See, Every man, time he pulls his afford- garage, he's got to look at them. Oh, man. You and Rudy I couldn't Gregor afford to specials. buy these gray lights. We couldn't have good <laughs> stuff. Dollar, only the rich guys had the gray lights. Me and you didn't have none of them things. I tell you, the best waiters for back then were the, were the red balls. I like the red balls. That pair of red balls you had was good. They were they were really good. Red ball masters or whatever. I'd or wear them old, used to wear. Remember, I'd wear them ones that was made out of like an inner tube. Uh, what, what they oh, those them? latex waiters is what they called them. They, they'd stretch. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they were like your uh, inner tube. Like I remember the tires. first time I waited with Cullen, he had a pair of those. Remember that one Christmas <laughs> Eve we went and went over to yeah, the Oh, Cullen's got a pair of them latex. A lot of guys wore those. Well, they were kind of good, but they really weren't very good. No, How about them old five dollar ones you get in a package at Walmart or Kmart or wherever? As soon as they'd bend over to <laughs> pick a fish up, the seeded rip out of them. They were soaking wet all day. I said, "Man, that's like wearing a garbage bag for waiters, man." <laughs> this guy got out Oh, Timmy! It wasn't Timmy Young. He was a he was a he was a Chinese guy, and he had. <laughs> First off, they only come up to like your waist. When we get out over there, I said, hey, man, this is going to be too deep, so I'll be fine. <laughs> and it didn't matter if it was deep, because like you said, as soon as you stepped out of the boat, the whole bottom of them ripped out. <laughs> Just blow the whole <laughs> butt out of them. <laughs> hey, or they'd, you they'd pick their leg up to get on the ladder to get in the back of the boat, and the whole seat would rip out of them, man. <laughs> the whole seat would rip out. I said, look, man. Anything you pay five dollars for ain't no good. No, you're it's not. It's no gonna, good. It's not going to happen. <laughs> oh man, we've come a long way. We have, man. Oh, speaking of that, and I know you got to go. Uh, <laughs> Kenny's been in touch with all our running guys. It's funny you asked me that Wednesday mm. or whatever day it was. So, right. anyway, our waiters they shipped them yesterday. Right. So, pretty excited to see how they are. Let me know the, how those work out, because uh, I'm still nursing that one pair of uh, Sims. Uh, I forget which pair I have, the Gab series models or whatever. They're still hanging in there for me. 
Yeah, well, well, we'll see about these. I mean, these guys really put some effort into it. They really are. And, uh, I mean, you know, running has been around forever. If they forever. make they their make waders really anything stuff. like their foul weather gear, they're going to be awesome. I'm telling you, bro, I think it's going to be a good deal. I don't know. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know if I got the zipper kind. I don't wear the zipper kind. I'm too short anyway. I still got to go to Poe. But I don't know what they're sending. But whatever they're sending, I'll give you a, I'll give you a report on it. Those uh, and plus in, in the winter when you're uh, got all got your bibs on and all that fishing out of the boat and them Batman and Robin boots you wear. Those are grunt, grundings, huh? Them slip ons. Yeah. <laughs> I call them Batman and Robin boots. Yeah, those, those are yeah, those are grunders. They're 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 pretty good. They make some that's got like a tennis shoe bottom, and they're good. Kind of like but, old Charlie in his white shrimper boots, his trendy Bay Reeboks. Well, honestly, the boots like Charlie wears, and they make you know Grundins makes boots like them too, are really better. These little low ankle boots, they're cool. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 